0: Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on Earth?
1: We're talking ghost town! Who would you see? There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. Ah!
0: What would you do?
1: Hey, I'm sorry if the end of the world makes me a little nervous. Where would you go? The stars are up <laughs> We'll get ready to find out, because the
0: is coming into your orbit. The legal drinking age is now 10, but... <laughs> When you will really need ID. Let's be real. It's the night of the comet. What do you give me if I come back? Texas. Night of the comet. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies. The night the teenagers ruled the world. Yeah. Night of the comet. The burden of civilization is on us. Pitching, isn't it? Oh my!
2: Welcome to they call this a movie testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time Subscribe to the podcast on itunes and other podcast services by searching they call this a movie We're part of the main Dami network to find more from us Check out our website at the or visit us on twitter facebook and instagram at the main damie We're also now a proud member of geek vibes nation. and You can find them at gvnation.com Welcome back to they call this a movie. This is anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is dan aquino and mark meyer Say hello gentlemen
1: What's going, going on everyone? Oh hey, oh, wow. me first. Wow. Oh Whoa. Oof. You, you stay in line, <laughs> young man. I'm sorry. How long how long we have we been doing this? <laughs> Too long. Uh, this is I think fifty five episodes. Fifty five episodes. You know how it goes. Me first, then you, you do your bit, and then we we start.
0: Well maybe this is the bit. Yep. I don't oh. know. Oh oh. Are you sure? It's kind so of meta. Fucking meta.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, how are you? Here we go. Yeah.
0: How's everybody doing out there? <laughs>
2: yeah. This
1: uh, is the uh,
0: <laughs> top ten countdown
2: here on. Here.
1: What is Casey Kasem? Yeah. I'm not what even is... gonna pretend to do a shitty Casey Kasem accent. What
2: is going yeah, I... on? What is going
1: on? <laughs> uh, welcome back, I, I'm, everybody. I'm very low energy right now. I'm very sorry. I'm just... You gotta
2: get. You gotta. You're gonna have to snap out of it, sir.
1: Yeah. I'll. I'll this one's on me. <laughs> Call up, he's already, call Frank he's already, already, calling, already calling a podcast.
2: He's like, this is going to suck. We'll get it better yeah. next. <laughs> this, Listen, one's on
1: this is like, you know, when they say a pitcher doesn't have his best stuff and he's got to tough it out and, you know, just work, eat up some innings. That's going to be me tonight. I don't have my best stuff, but I'm going to try to give you five solid innings.
0: Yeah, you got to call Frank Thomas, get some of those um and you say you're not low energy for next time.
1: Are you trying to say that I have E.D.? That's not. Oh, you just said is it. that the same thing? Okay. I don't know. I, if, I, I, I thought, don't know if that's a dick pill. I thought it was. You know, we
2: stick pills.
1: Yeah. So I take umbrage to that, uh, because I am solid. All right. I'm a <laughs> right virile. <now>. <laughs> <laughs> well, not right now, but I'm a virile young man. All right. Don't you don't want to know? <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've talked about Dan's uh, dick. Uh, that
2: means it's time to start the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's the cue. Yeah, and this episode we're rolling right along once again with 31 days of horror. Um, this week is an is a oldie but a goodie and a probably a long forgotten one. Uh, it is 1984's Night of the Comet, directed by Tom Eberhart. Uh, guys. Into the comet. What uh, going into it? What are you What are you feeling? What are you thinking?
1: Ooh, uh, I had seen this movie a few years ago. Uh, I don't remember it being so boring. That's just (laughs) uh, that's me. I know. I already know how you feel about it, Ant. But maybe again, listen. Maybe it's just me today. Very weird energy, weird vibe. This movie kind of played out like a bad PlayStation One game. It kind of reminded me of the first Resident Evil, like really bad graphics and really bad voiceover work and just terrible dialogue. And it, it, it just it didn't do it for me this time. But I remember liking it in the past, so I don't know what happened. I think I'm just weird today.
2: Yeah. You got you bringing a real ener- weird energy into I'm, this podcast.
1: I'm bringing everyone down, right? Does, I can did feel Jen it. watch it? Does
2: she want to, you know, should we call no. in the, uh, the the pinch, the 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 relief
1: pitcher? No. No, she's actually asleep right now, so okay. that that's what this movie did to her. I don't think she watched a second of it. Okay. Mark?
0: Yeah, so uh, I had uh, been introduced to this movie a few years ago, um, as most horror movies by you, Ant. Um, mm-hmm. And I i, I really like this movie, and I can't really put my finger on why. Um, I wasn't bored by it. Um, I was trying to, throughout the episode, I, I, throughout the movie, trying to uh, remember, you know, uh, what was going on, and trying to put it all together, and it took a little while um, to get the pieces together. But um, I did enjoy it. There's so parts that that confuse me, and at times it feels like it was two different movies were written um, for it. But uh, besides that, I, it's a it's a movie I I did look forward to when you announced it here.
2: Okay. Uh, did and did you what? M- like Dan did you have a different uh experience with it since the first time or is it more or less the same
0: no it's more or less the same it was it was exactly how I remembered it I mean I think we saw it on um I don't know if it was something uh going on with my computer but it felt like a uh it was a better picture maybe I watched it on DVD the first time not through streaming so you know sure. uh but besides that you know it just it just felt like I was like oh, okay and then and then I I had forgotten the twist um, about the middle part of the movie. Um, I thought they were going to go in a different direction. And then when, once I saw, you know, uh, one of the shots about midway through the movie, I was like, oh, okay, okay. I remember how this ends and went from there. But, you know, okay. it, there's, there's, there's some stuff I'd like to talk about once we get into the beginning of the plot, too, that sure. I just noticed the, this time around. Uh,
1: real quick. Uh, so I had mentioned that I'd seen this before. And this movie you know, at face value, this has everything that I like in a horror movie. It's very, it has that B horror movie feel to it. Like, it, So I don't know what it is. You know, it has everything that I like. It's just real hokey and cheesy. And I love 80s stuff. It's a decent 80s soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I... I, this one movie, usually I can kind of place my finger on what I didn't like about it. But this one, I can't really. And again, I, I watched it, a few years ago and i remember enjoying it and this time i don't know maybe it was just one of those things where we're on second viewing it's it's like the reverse where you hate a movie when you first see it and then mm-hmm. after a few times like oh you know this is kind of funny i i get it now but yeah this one it just it didn't click for me t- uh, this week
0: yeah and then speaking of the soundtrack i didn't remember it being high budget i don't know if that's the correct word um i wasn't expecting to hear cindy Lauper. uh well um, you didn't
1: that's not really cindy Lauper, yeah. though it's, right, I mean, it, uh, it is it's her girls song. Girls just
2: want to have fun, but it is not Cindy Lauper.
1: Oh. I thought it was the first two, Mark. So you're not the only one. But then, a little into the song, you realize I, I don't think that's her.
2: Uh, in the think, o- but- in the o- before her voice came in, I was like, when it first started, I was like, hey, this is girls just want to have fun. Like this movie didn't really pay for Cindy Lauper, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that's my thought throughout the entire song. And, and then as, as soon as I heard the voice, it was like, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, ah, that's not her. Uh, well, who what actually was the budget playing?
1: on this? $700,000. $700, yeah. That would probably be what it would...
0: That would probably be what... It would, what half of what it would cost to license. Girls just want to have fun in 1984.
1: I have yeah, no idea the, how much it cost. You got, the sink, you, got,
2: you got the two licenses. You got the publishing rights and then there's the sync yes. rights. Um, they obviously bought one and not the other. Um, but it was that was performed by Tammy Holbrook. So oh. Tammy Holbrook is the girl on Girls just
1: want to have fun for this.
2: Um,
0: well, she you know, fooled two of also us.
1: Known... <laughs> Partially. What was that? Did you know this movie is also known as Teenage Mutant Horror Comet Zombies? I believe that was the working title. That's a pretty awesome title. Why didn't they yeah. stick with that? I probably because there's like two zombies in this whole movie. Oh, the one who jumps the main character in the B like in the beginning, right? And that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. It made fourteen million dollars. That's pretty good on a seven hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah, i That's uh, surprised. Awesome. I didn't realize that was, that's a little sneaky hit. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I don't understand why. Maybe something, yeah. you know, just nothing came out that week. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd have to look at Box Office Mojo to see
2: what weekend it opened up. Yeah, the bad. main character, Catherine Mary Stewart, she looks like someone I would assume that I knew, but she doesn't. She isn't.
1: Yeah, she's you know, just I like think- a, a plain Jane. Yeah, she
2: looks like what it is. She looks like Kirk Cameron's wife, who uh, okay. wound, was on. Um, she did a stint on Growing Pains as well as a few other things in the early '90s. Got that very similar look. But uh, this girl did the voice of Moira in Red Dead Redemption too.
0: Oh, really? There we
2: go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow, that's pretty. Good. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. I'm. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, Alright, we're losing
2: Dan because his his dog is uh, making some noise, but we will (laughs) go on with Adam and hopefully we'll get him back very shortly. Um, Yeah, so... Both both of
0: them kind of gave off that effect. Like, I I have seen them in a whole bunch of stuff before, right? And you look at the names, you're like,
2: oh, maybe not. Kelly Maroney was in Chopping Mall. If you've seen Chopping Mall. Which I don't think you have. No,
0: I haven't. (laughs) She's also (laughs) in Fast Times
2: at Ridgemont High. Okay. But, other than yeah, that,
0: yeah, nothing else, really. but yeah, the yeah, the whole um you know the whole aesthetic of this movie with um I can't understand, and again, I'm not in production. I don't know if you have any insight into this, but I don't know how they would were able to get some of the shots they did, you know, in terms of just the completely empty streets and all that in they were in Los Angeles, right?
2: Yes, they were, and there's actually trivia on this. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. pull it up right now. Um, but essentially, they just did it in the in the ass crack of dawn um, when nobody was around. I think in the in the weekend, uh, waiting to pull it up. But yeah, it was it was like they stole some shots while no one was there. Um, okay. You know. Cause, yeah. Because I, I was screwed.
0: impressed that they were able to get you know those shots with the just the clothes in the street and all that. Huh. that's a little impressive. That that's how you that's how you work on a budget.
2: Yep um yeah. having trouble finding it but it's here somewhere but yeah it was uh the scenes of an empty los angeles were filmed in the morning on normal business days the shots of the barren city were done quickly while the traffic was held up at stoplights okay so there you go that makes sense. good old movie magic uh yeah no i i love this movie uh I I don't know why. I think to the point of Dan doesn't know why he didn't like it as much the second time as he liked it okay. the first. I don't know why I like this movie as much as I like it. Um, it's silly. Um, not in the way like return. Re, I think Return of the Living Dead and may, maybe this, maybe return of the Living Dead has uh, has had an effect on Dan's viewing of this because there are okay. two very different energies uh yes. that is is kind of that's got that punk rock energy it's kind of a mile a minute sort of thing and now we're watching this which is also a zombie movie and it's just different um it's very subdued it's very quiet there are six characters in this movie more or less throughout the majority yeah. of it three major ones and then a few come in here and there um so it is a quieter movie. Um, it cribs a lot from the uh, Dawn of the Dead okay. uh, in terms of like they have a scene where they go to the mall and they have a a shopping montage, very similar to Dawn of the Dead. Um, I think obviously, still Dawn of the Dead has much more death in that movie. But uh, yeah, no, it's fun. I I love I love when they meet up with the uh, the stock boys. I think yeah. the the line reading from the stock boy is insane.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was going for. I don't know.
2: It's I I love him for it though. Yeah. Whatever he was going for, um, yeah, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah,
0: and, and with the budget they were on, it was like ah, we have to keep it. I. He's definitely made money. a choice. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't have the money to change this. No I think
2: um, I think people were all on board with what he was doing. I don't even think it was like, Oh well, uh, I guess we gotta move on. I think it was like <laughs> that was great <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah i i the the only thing I couldn't get uh about this um and you've seen it a lot more than I do is i I still can't realize do they do they ever explain if the research people we're, we're studying the comet or were they just happened to be there and then it just happened to be a mad scientist second act to this movie or whatever?
2: There's a line in the narration in the beginning of that, um, you know, some people yeah. think that this is very similar to, uh, you know, the the comet that passed by or killed the dinosaurs. yeah. Uh, or some people think it's no coincidence i think is the line um, oh, okay. so i think that's to that you would that alludes to them being prepared for it
0: okay yeah 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 cuz it felt like like i said that that was my comment about two different movies was that i felt like one part of the movie was this comet hit and everyone disappeared and the second part was about these researchers and i don't know if i didn't know if they ever linked them or if it was just trying to show you two sides of you know uh, i guess it was only a day, but like a post-apocalyptic area.
2: Yeah, I think I think they do link it. I mean, the 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 mad scientist storyline isn't 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 big enough to really can say, hey, maybe this was a different movie. Um, and plus it all kind of ties in at the end, uh, with okay. them harvesting harvesting people's bodies for their blood. Um, okay. But I guess yeah. I, I guess what their plan was, they were trying to figure out a cure, um, of some oh, sort. That makes okay. But, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: was, yeah, Yeah, this movie not not as much '80s as Return of the Living Dead, um, but it does it does let you know what decade you were in <laughs> while you're oh, yeah, watching no. this
2: movie. Oh uh, yeah, no. So I was watching it while I was making dinner uh, today, and Lynn, my wife, was uh, was in that here, and she was she wasn't listening to it because I was watching. Uh, she was listening to it, but I was watching it on my iPad, so she heard it, but wasn't watching it. She's like, "Is this a movie from the '80s?" I was like, yeah, and then, like, girls just want to have fun kicked in. I was like, hey, you asked if it was from the 80s, huh?
1: <laughs> I, I think this movie is more 80s than Return of the Living Dead, though. It's, Don't you think? I think they're, base, they're both very 80s. Oh, 100%. They're both very 80s. I think this one has a slight edge because of the soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack,
2: and, is, soundtrack is very 80s.
1: And when they're in the mall, right, it, that's a pretty 80s montage. Yeah right and they have the poofy hair and all that, that i think return of the living dead i i'm trying to remember parts where i think like man this is an 80s movie i obviously like the punk kind of look to everybody and some of the well, poindexter he looked very 80s right he looked like he had a like a talking heads kind of vibe to him mm-hmm. uh yeah i but i for some reason i i just think this a, Slight edge over the Return of the Living Dead.
0: It it, it could be two sides of the 80s, coin, sure. sort of. Sure. You know the the, the punk, um, you know, look and all
1: Yeah, and this was more yeah. pop. Right. This is more pop. And they they yeah. had, uh, was it Asteroid in this game? I or this game, yeah. this movie, right? Yeah. Um, what's her name? Regina's playing asteroids at the very beginning at the movie theater. Yeah. So that I yeah. mean that's pretty 80s. <laughs> yeah, and and
0: some. And someone actually being worried about their high score at an arcade.
1: That's true. As
0: she is. Was
1: she, was she like one of the original gamers, Regina? Yeah. Like female gamers? Yep. I can't She's think of... blazing a trail.
0: In, in movies, probably.
1: Right? I would think. I can't really think of many others. Not that I know a whole lot of uh, female gamers in movie history. <laughs> yeah. From her
2: um, and that's
1: it. Yeah. Or maybe... Uh, when did... uh. Damn, what, what was that movie with uh, the power glove? Oh, the wizard? wizard. The wizard. Wait, did that come out before this? I don't. That was I don't 1989. know. Oh, okay. So yeah, Regina reigns supreme. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna coin that. Catherine uh, Catherine Mary uh, Catherine Mary Stewart, the original female gamer. There
2: you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking in my head, I can't think of anything any time where they've had an arcade in a movie, even before or even after for the most part where, you know, it was mainly shown as a, a a woman trying to get the high score. I mean there might be something in Karate Kid mm-hmm. when they go on that date, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't remember that part of that movie well. But I have no idea.
1: You the only know, one, one know I could think of top my used. Head, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. The, I think this movie could have used Tom Atkins in it. Absolutely. And then and it would be like the ultimate eighties movie? movie. This movie. Yeah. If well, Tom, Tom Atkins ate, was Hector, oh man, that'd be so well, great. He would have he would have nailed all the chicks in it. So yeah. it would <laughs> it cool. would have been very weird. Yeah, that's true. And, and the scientist. Yep, and it would been great. Just, it, it, not the nailing part, but just having Tom Atkins in it in general is what it's What's wrong with the nailing part. Nothing really. I'm just trying not to come off as like weird, <laughs> you know? Because like, listen, I'm with you 100% on that. But for the audience. <laughs> I don't want them to be like, "All right, well now, you know, it's just a couple of creeps talking about Tom Atkins." Hey, Adkins, you know? hey
2: <laughs> if there is one thing people want, some mid-80s Tom Atkins railing chicks. <laughs> right.
1: it's, I always whenever I think of Tom Atkins in any movie really, I'm always reminded of that scene in the wedding uh, no, the wedding singer when the, uh, Adam Sandler's best friend was like it got kind of depressing to watch Henry Winkler At 50 years old, hitting on teenage chicks, (laughs) and that's essentially Tom Atkins. No way. Hey, listen, that's just how I. He's got the gray hair and the mustache, and he's always getting chicks who are clearly out of his league. Uh, I guess that's the allure of Tom Atkins.
2: Dennis Quaid can marry a 26-year-old at 65. Tom Atkins can rail some chicks in a post-apocalyptic world.
1: Again, I'm with you. 100% hundred percent of the way, but uh, this is really just a—it's an illusion I'm trying to put on. Movie magic, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you have Tom Atkins in a movie, I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, Tom Atkins is not in this movie,
2: but nope. uh, Catherine Mary Stewart, Kelly Maroney, and Robert Beltram were, uh, as mentioned, directed by Tom Eberhart, who also directed Captain Ron. About it. I, I like that movie. And uh, has Not an IMDb, only one, I guess. Has an IMDb score of 6.4 and a Rotten tomato score of 77. So solid. Yeah, th- this movie, like you said, was a sneaky hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, made a uh, budget 700,000. Uh, and what did you say? What did you say? The 14, 14 mil. 14 yeah.
1: mil. My numbers yeah. are different. But maybe um, I'm. I'm looking on IMDb.
2: Oh, I I I wrote down the weekend gross, opening weekend oh, that gross, was... 3.5. Yeah, I mean that's still US, awesome. 14.4 million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is that is hefty. Yeah, that's hefty for. I want to see. Um, bear with me. I'm gonna try and uh, see if I can find any additional numbers on Box on Mojo. I mean, yeah, and that well, that's the.
1: This was originally the. I mean, this was essentially the original Paranormal Activity. Right, because right. it wasn't Paranormal Activity made for like seven million and then made like a hundred million or something like that. That's something crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those numbers are probably way off, but it, <laughs> I know it was a low budget and it made a ton of money. I'm surprised this yeah. didn't have a sequel. Yeah, right. Uh, it uh, released on November
2: the weekend of November 16th. It uh, opened number three behind oh. Missing in Action. I think that's starring. Yep, starring Chuck Norris. And second place was Oh God You Devil, starring George Burns. Oh wow. Uh,
1: not not a great weekend at the box office. <laughs> no. Slow weekend. Slow weekend. If you lose <laughs> to Chuck <laughs> Norris. The right like, I think that's a problem if you lose to Chuck Norris.
2: That has a very solid second weekend. Uh gross three point two in its second weekend. That's so hard. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: That's hardly a dip. Yep. Hardly right. a dip. 9.7% dip.
0: Yeah, and there's no but, story behind the producers pocketing the profit, is there? Like uh,
2: there are, I haven't uh... <laughs> seen I haven't come across You're, any of it. Your
1: mind just went to a weird, weird place, Mark. No, no, cuz isn't just, that one You don't one, trust anyone.
2: <laughs> well, it, was
0: that one movie we saw that the uh the producers um, you know, basically uh what was was it was it Masters of the Universe? I um, think
2: basically I think oh. maybe
1: yeah, you know. that's right. Yeah. They just
0: took all the profits.
1: That's true. That Hopefully that wasn't the case here, and I don't <laughs> think it was. I'm not seeing anything about it. No. <laughs> These uh, people are on the level.
2: Yeah. The good people at uh, Coleman Roseblatt Productions. I <laughs> <That's laughs> wonder, wh- wonder what they're up to today.
1: I don't know. Uh, but Tom
2: Eberhardt's Heart- still alive, so that's good. Oh, awesome.
1: Probably not being in business, I'd imagine, is what they're up to. Yeah. He also wrote, "Honey, I blew up the kid." Oh. It's a good. It's a good movie. Yep. Uh, that's
2: about it. He also did a direct to the, to video or direct a yeah a TV movie called "Rats with a Z, where oh. two girls turn a two rats into hunks for their dates to their dance. And yeah. I had seen that multiple times when I was fourteen. You did. <laughs> Yes. So now, like, that movie did you like it? Wait, so you when had, I was fourteen? Yeah. You must
1: have. So listen,
2: it was about for, two girls my age that were kind of cute. So. Okay.
1: Well, just real quick, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of, for the the listeners at home, Anthony and I almost got into an argument this past weekend about uh, there will be blood, and I was not a fan of it, and Anthony was he he was very condescending towards oh, me. as I do. Yeah, as you do. And now I feel justified because you like rats. Well, no, when Z. I was
2: 14, when I was 14, you I watched it enough, multiple times.
1: Yeah. You were old enough to make a conscious decision to watch this movie multiple times.
2: Dan, it's not the same as saying that there will be blood sucks. That's something uh, a dumb, dumb
1: person would say. <laughs> again, I just, I feel vindicated right now. I'm a huge weight has lifted off my chest. And I, just, I feel good now. The person I mean, we, that I was arguing with likes rats.
2: Man, I I named this website after Pootie Tang. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come
1: yeah. On. Yeah. For for a man who you know he you went to school for film. I I definitely I, I I highly respect your take on film on cinema. You're it's like Martin scorsese yeah. than you yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: i haven't weighed in on marvel whether or not it's cinema yet
1: i was, I, I think that's it's boiling over and <laughs> if you if you weigh in it could blow up i think yeah. it'll be the tipping point for good or for, for worse <laughs> but um yeah listen i respect you but then you, you come out with trash like this i mean and it makes me wonder i mean any movie that's good hell? enough
0: for ron silver is is good enough for
2: me right exactly
1: Hey, <laughs> i just I, I, I love how anthony and i usually see eye to eye on most things but when we don't oh my god it's like i i it's like i killed your dog or something
2: no i just you know stay in your lane Dan. that's all <laughs> stay in my lane. why don't you just be on that side dribbling the
1: basketball you know stick to ba- batman stick right the bas- just stick to, stick to the basketball dan <laughs> listen. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a a rats themed D and D one shot now. Just for Sweet. you, Ant
2: Excellent. <laughs> I will play the shit out of that. You you should know
0: by now that he, any attempt to try to embarrass him, he will just one hundred
2: percent buy in. Absolutely. <laughs> I will not no, I will, listen I'll, I will double down on my love for rats.
1: <laughs> oh, God, there there's a character named Scooter in that movie. shame on you shame on you scooter
2: turn rats into hunky boys to take to prom what is not to like about that premise (laughs)
1: like impossible to argue with you (laughs) let's get to the plot let's wrap this goddamn thing up okay uh
2: yeah i think it's time to get into the plot uh before we do We are going to take a moment to listen to a word from a friend of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back. We are just about to get into the plot for Night of the Comet. Uh, So it's uh, present day, 1984, and everybody is... uh, super jazzed about a comet that's supposed to be coming close towards earth yeah. hasn't been around in 65 million years yeah the the
0: thing i want to jump into because it's right at the beginning it took me a while to not
2: think and they may
0: have done this but i thought they were like intersplicing like stock footage of like new york city times square
2: yeah it's like new, new year's, year's it, eve it felt very new year's eve um, and it's yeah. it is the holiday time it's technically christmas time yeah. Um, so, but definitely could have been a bunch of stuff that um, they pulled stock footage from as um, they also could have pulled stock footage from Haley's Comet celebrations because that okay. wasn't, that was around the same time. They even mentioned Haley's Comet um, yeah. briefly in this movie. I think that might have been the 70s, late 70s. Um, but it was either they pulled stock footage of that or New Year's, e- New Year's okay. Eve. That
0: sport. makes more sense. Yeah. The Haley's that's what's comet
2: I, thing. There were just specific signs that would have been hard to fake. Um like spe- yeah. they were specific about comets. So, yeah. um that's the only reason why I bring up Halley's comet in that aspect.
1: Okay. Uh um, yeah, I, I could have sworn it was uh New- it just had that New Year's Eve vibe to it. Like, yeah. The whole the whole
2: first day or first night feels like it's New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's like there's there seems to be like this energy of like, all right, well, we got to get home. Uh, There's a party going on, basically, and all that kind of shit. But really, uh, because we hear Christmas music later on, I assume it's not Christmas hasn't come yet. Um, Right.
1: It's probably like right around the corner.
2: Yeah, they don't they don't deliberately say what day it is, but we have references to Santa Claus and We got some Christmas music again, so uh, I'm assuming this is like mid-December. Yeah, that makes sense because it's LA. I also, you
1: know, we we alluded to this earlier. I I think I heard you guys say that. or you alluded to this earlier? But it's all movie magic. But for LA, there is hardly anyone around at this time. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, we talked about that while you were uh, indisposed, basically. Um, they just shot at the er, as early as they could and held up traffic at stoplights to get uh, those shots of the abandoned streets. And that's how
1: they got that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's well, that's, done, what well I, done. that's what I mean. Like it, it definitely has that, that B movie feel to it, where there's LA, which is known for some of the worst traffic in the world, but there's only one car at a you know at a light. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it's a little eh. <laughs> so, <laughs> But listen, you, you give credit where credit's due. They did their best. Uh, we are introduced
2: to our hero, uh, Regina Belmont, who is working at a movie theater. And she is cracking the, uh, the high scores of her Asteroids game. She has, like, every single uh, high score except for one, which we never find out who that person is. I thought it was going to wind up being Hector. How that crazy would, would that fun. have been? Yeah. But there's, uh, so she she gets like kind of pissy that oh this person is on. So she's supposed to have all ten high scores, and then there's one person that makes like in the middle somewhere. And she gets pissy because she doesn't have all the high scores anymore.
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, George Costanza. Instead. George Costanza, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Instead of doing her job, she was more worried yeah. about this high score.
1: I mean, she's
2: or getting minimum wage yeah. in
1: 1984. She's getting like two bucks an hour. Right, and it's a movie theater. <laughs> I I don't blame her for not being, you know, all gung ho about uh, doing whatever she's supposed to be doing there. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. We meet her, and then we meet her sister, uh, played by Kelly Maroney, named Samantha. She's a cheerleader, um, and she gets the <laughs> the taste knocked out of her mouth by her stepmom. <laughs>
1: Man, yeah. We, Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. I was
0: going to say, the slap looked real good. The punch, not so much.
1: Right. No. And, but she goes flying back. Yeah. 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 Like, what, what's exchange. her name? Dolores? Doris. 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 Doris just, whew, she cold clocks her, man. <laughs> just real punches her right in the mouth. Yeah. And she doesn't hold back, apparently. Yeah. So I guess the
2: the the family situation is that um her their parents... Uh, their father remarried, and he's like uh, a, a government agent or something, or a government worker in uh, in the U.S. government. And he then disappears to supposedly Honduras, and he kind of hasn't been back in quite a long time. And now they're living with their her stepmother, um, and the stepmother's kind of walking out on the dad while he's gone. So she's uh, very uh, obviously, yes, yeah, she's
1: entertaining the neighbor man. More and less. she doesn't even she doesn't even make any qualms about it. Like yeah, you know, I do that. He's a very friendly guy, the neighbor.
2: I think it was like uh, they never really explicitly say how long the dad has been gone, have they?
1: No, but they make it seem like he's been away frequently at yeah at best.
2: Yeah, because Regina kind of makes reference to it where she's just like she think like Samantha's oblivious. She thinks the dad our dad's gonna walk uh, walk in and save us with the the marines. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. And then yeah. I guess like it seems like Regina at the very beginning is just kind of like, "Dad's gone. He's not coming back."
1: It, it's kind of odd because when you hear that story, it's usually to like a five-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, Dad's gonna come back anytime. Now Like <laughs> Regina and Samantha are, you know, in their teens, they're like eighteen. Yeah. So Samantha's sti- sixteen. Oh, okay. So yeah. they're they're old enough to realize, yeah, Dad's might not be coming back yeah
2: i think it might be in an effort to make her seem younger just because the actress playing her was 24 at the time so it is okay. a thing where it's like <laughs> all right well i don't know if she's really pulling off 16 but maybe we could maybe we could throw some dialogue she's, in
0: there she, she's out there luke pairing it yeah
2: well i mean she could have pulled up probably could have pulled up 18 and then had just regina be a little bit older like 20 yeah.
1: you know I, I thought she was pr- she looked Like a teenager, like older teenager. So, but again, she was what, 21, we said? 24. 24. Okay. So not too far off.
2: Uh, Yeah. So they, we get the, some home life uh, conversations and Regina is not interested in going back home. uh, So she's going to spend the night in her, in the um, observatory with the, with her boyfriend, semi boyfriend they have sex in there but specifically what's good to know about this this projection room that they're in is that it's steel lined yeah uh, which becomes a thing um yeah they're at the they're in the projection room in the movie theater theater, um the the mom is going to spend all night at the observatory with her with her boyfriend um so larry the projectionist um is the
1: is the guy she has sex with um, Regina. It doesn't sound like she does it willingly, really. You know yeah, what I mean? Like she, it is weird. willingly, but it's just like she's very hesitant about it. And then the worst part is she gets paid. Yeah. So that's kind of yikes. That's it's a big yikes.
2: AU sexual politics creeping up here a little bit. There's kind yeah. of like, seems like there's some coercion going on. Not necessarily completely. Um. Uh, what's the word? Uh, not, not completely devious, but like it, it kind of
1: seems like it's owed to him a little bit. It's very it's definitely hashtag cringe worthy mm-hmm. or or just cringe, yeah. right? As the kids say. Yeah. Uh it's it's off. Something's off about it. Because you could tell she's not very happy.
2: Yeah, she's just kinda like, oh I guess this is what we have to do. Right. <laughs> this right. is what's
1: expected of me. Yeah. yeah not uh, a good start to the movie. No. You you have <laughs> You have a stepmother beating the shit out of her stepdaughter, and then the main character is just like, "eh, fifteen dollars for sex, whatever, I guess." It's it's <laughs> the 80s. Is that really an excuse though? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Mark. <laughs> that's iffy. At at best,
2: that's iffy. Yeah. Um. So they have sex in the uh, and they spend the night there. Um, Samantha leaves home after she gets cold cocked right in the face. She <laughs> runs off. Uh, the the comet hits or the comet passes by and uh, and Regina and her boyfriend wake up. He's kind of waiting for somebody to return a a film. And when somebody knocks on the door, he thinks it's that person. When he opens it, some sort of zombie person carries him out and I assume eats him. Uh, with regina none the wiser what just happened so yeah cause she, she was
0: uh, wasn't she downstairs getting that guy off the high score
2: yeah yeah huh. she goes back to the asteroids game and she's playing that um, meanwhile her boyfriend's getting eaten so he kind of disappears on her she doesn't know what happened she goes outside and she looks for him and is surprised to see motorcycle still sitting there that he owned Um, And then a zombie pops out at her And she uses her self-defense training to get away And then jumps on the motorcycle and takes off Um, She's driving through the L.A. streets And noticed that there's nobody on the road um, And there's a a whole bunch of red dust everywhere um, But no people on the sidewalks, no no one on the streets Uh, There are a whole bunch of clothes just out in the middle of everything Uh, But eventually she makes it home and find Samantha there but not her uh, stepmom and nor the neighbor man um yeah and yeah. then go ahead mark no no i was
0: going to say that this is the scene where she's like trying to explain to Samantha that something's going on and she's making all these excuses and then she does one of my favorite moments in the movie is when she picks up the shoe and then dumps out <laughs> yeah. all the sand
1: and <laughs> here's the <Yeah>. neighbor bam <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah it was uh again and then, and then the sister
0: just slowly closes the door
1: yeah, <laughs> but now like so here here's maybe like one of the problems i have with this movie we're about like 25 minutes in at this point i'd say give or take and like nothing scary has happened you know what i'm saying yeah
2: i would say that this movie is not scary
1: yeah so maybe that's one of the things i realized. like man it's kind of dragging a little bit uh, it, it really doesn't pick up until maybe an hour or so. Like maybe a little less than an hour, you know, 35, 40 minutes in. Mm-hmm. So I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more zombie action. And the zombies sure. talk, and they don't yeah. talk very well. It's like, a, it's like a discount scorpion. Get over <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I think that's one of the main things that the one says to them.
1: Right. And she's like, get over here, my ass. And it's... <laughs> dynamite dialogue <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so she has trouble convincing Samantha eventually they're like well there's nobody else here and then they hear a voice on the radio come on and they're like oh well that guy's still here maybe we, maybe we could find the radio announcer and maybe there's something going on that we could link up with him basically um so they head there and they don't the only thing they find is that it's completely automated he's just on tapes basically so He's mm-hmm. gone for probably forever, but was only planning for the weekend. Um, they and they run into Hector, who was a truck driver who spent the night uh, in the back of his steel trailer. Yeah. Um, again, coming up at steel. Samantha uh, slept in a uh, a shed, a steel shed, which is how yeah. she survived the night. Um, yeah, that's.
0: I'll admit this is the first time I made that link in this when I saw the movie this time.
1: Okay.
2: I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> and that explains it. A lot more than what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. What he, were you thinking?
0: I was thinking like everybody that was inside was fine, oh, and I was like, gotcha. wait, no, there'd be a lot more people alive if that was true.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Hector talks about um, how he he spent the night with some girl that he picked up, and she went crazy. She panicked. She ran off. She got eaten by some zombies. Then um, he came to the radio station to see if he, anyone had survived. And they, you know, they have a kind of uh, frosty relationship in the beginning because he kind of pulls a gun on them. So uh, the girls are not too keen about that. Although Samantha seems like she's fine. Um, She starts getting on the radio and starts talking out there to anybody that can listen. Eventually, uh, she gets a call from some scientists at a bunker that they uh, advise her that the comet has caused most of the population to turn to dust. And the people who only got partial exposure will turn to zombies before they succumb to the same fate. Uh, and they tell her to stay where she is and they'll come to rescue them in the morning. Um, they, uh, they start to warm up to Hector. All of a sudden Hector is uh, God's gift to ladies and he is the most <laughs> eligible bachelor that these two girls have ever come across even though he's kind of a chubby uh, Latino guy. <laughs> he is a very average looking dude, uh, which I guess fits the character, but it is yeah. just kind of funny because they start falling for him just because he's like not a zombie. And, and, well, and, and
1: I... You know, uh, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures, and if
2: you're there, yeah. you're there. I mean, any port in a storm, but it's been like it's been like eight hours.
1: True. <laughs> Everyone has needs, man. Everyone has the same needs. Yeah, and, and I not fall Nick.
0: And I, <laughs> sure. I, Love their, I I love their adherence to monogamy in this, where the sister gets upset. She's like, you stole him. Now yeah. I can't have him.
2: Yeah, right. They got to propagate yeah. the species. They got to repopulate the earth. Uh, Hector's True. Hector's gonna be
1: busy. The girl's looking to catch dick. And the, uh, the soul is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> That's going to be Hector at one point. Yeah. Well, to I, uh, you know, put this back on a PG uh, rating kind of uh, turf, I'd say. Uh, I think the problem with Hector is he's just not a good actor. The guy playing Hector is yeah, just kind of boring. They don't sure. have good chemistry. There's no chemistry there, even when they kind of soften up to each other and it's to, to me i just i didn't i didn't believe it man all right i didn't believe <laughs> that regina really liked hector yeah
2: no i i get that totally he is not a very good actor um and he's not long for this world either he's he's here and then he's gone for a while and comes back at the end
1: probably for the best right because yeah. they really they just focus on regina and samantha and that is again they're not that they're you know gangbusters over here but they're decent they have good chemistry together yep absolutely, absolutely. um
2: heck cause hector mentions that he he needs to go to san diego and he needs to make sure that you know he needs to see if his parent his mom survived so they he has kind of like this romantic moment with regina which is literally the second day they've known each other Um, and then he kind of goes off this is where samantha kind of gets a little jealous of regina stealing all her boys from her and then she's got nobody now that there's like the last people on earth but literally as we've mentioned (laughs) they need to repopulate the species so hector's gonna be busy with both of them
1: real quick have you guys ever imagined being in that scenario like
2: what just like just one guy to the
1: two last girls on earth right it's uh, like the last man on earth kind of scenario sure probably yeah, it scares me. Scares I've, you? I've thought about it before, and I'm, just, I know deep down I am not up to that task, and what, I hope that I never. What's the task
2: of repopulating the, yeah, the species?
1: No, it's uh, it's not in it's not in me. <laughs> I would fail. Give it one listen. hell of a try, though, won't you? <laughs> Maybe. I I'd still get rejected. like, oh, yeah, you're the last man. But listen, me too. All right. Lay off, bud. All right. <laughs> They'll be, they're
2: like well for the last two people on the earth maybe it's just time for humans to die give something right. else a
1: chance right <laughs> that that's where my that's where my mind goes with the, <laughs> the uh, apocalypse like yeah I, i'd still have problems mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he goes um
2: then we get some scenes with the scientists they are arguing over what they should be doing they don't want to one doesn't want to bring outsiders into the bunker um the other ones say that they kind of don't have a choice um and we see that the they have already brought in a couple of other survivors uh which are two a a young boy and girl um uh, samantha and regina they find a local military armory i guess they're fought because their father they knew where where to find that and they they take some automatic weapons to defend themselves and they already know how to shoot. So they kind of show off their, uh, their shooting, shooting abilities at a car. Um, but Samantha's getting pretty depressed about the situation. She starts talking about people that, um, she knows died, and her friends at school. And uh, so to cheer her up, Regina takes her shopping, which is a shopping montage straight taken straight out
1: of Dawn of the dead. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of got that feeling from this I thought that's where the movie was going to head towards Because what happens next Is very reminiscent of the biker gang That yep. comes through So I thought are you it's talking okay. about The Stock Boys
2: That's exactly who I'm talking about The Stock Boys is the moment where this movie Takes a
1: ridiculously hilarious turn Yeah th- Those guys are easily the Most fun part of the movie I'll say Because yes. they are
2: wacky and that guy's got some choice lines. Uh, yeah. like So they start chasing them through the mall, basically. There's like three stock boys who now they own the
1: store. <laughs> it's the American well, dream. Essentially, it they were there first, right?
2: Yeah, they were there first. But that, right. that I guess that's how they survived. They were probably in the stock room. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love his line. It was like, well, we were stock boys, and now we own the place. It's See? the American dream. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well. They had they had a low bar, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> from from lowly stock boy to uh, owning the entire store.
2: You know, that's the upward mobility you could expect in the Reagan 80s.
1: Yeah, listen, they they saw an they saw an opportunity, they took advantage, and good for them, right? So they trickle they probably, down economics at its best. They probably got it at a great price too.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, so
2: they they have like a tussle with them. Um, they take Samantha as as a hostage, and Regina is able to take one of them as a hostage. But the uh, the main stock boy, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to call him. Uh, yeah, stock boy. Stock, boys. <laughs> stock boy uh, one, I guess. They, no, the, the head stock boy. boy. Yeah. Head stock boy, as it says in the plot synopsis. Um, okay. Taunts them, and he's he goes nuts, and she's. She takes one of the guys hostage um, and he's like, I can't have you taking one of my guys hostage. And so he shoots that guy and she says, you're in, you're, you're crazy. And then he says, I'm not crazy. I just don't fucking give a shit. Or something
0: like I think it's, I just don't give a fuck anymore.
1: I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, um, I think, that's the that's really there should have been more characters like that in this movie. Because when you're faced with the apocalypse, it's just like everything goes out the window, all logic and sanity. So mm. this guy really he embodied the apocalypse, in my opinion. Yep. I w- would, would have rather have seen a movie with him.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think he was he was crazy and he was fun. Um yeah. so the uh they take them both prisoner and he makes them he does a little bit of Russian roulette sort of thing with them, um, and he's about to pull the trigger before he does the the uh, the scientists come with uh, I guess mercenary troops and they they shoot all the stock boys and they kill them. Um, so the scientists successfully save the girls. Uh, I guess they they
1: realize they were at the mall because what else are teenagers going to be but the mall? I, I think one of the scientists even says that if I was a a teenage delinquent where would I go? And it's the mall. So th- this mm-hmm. was definitely a, uh, a slight against mall culture, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, so the scientists take Regina back to their bunker, but they keep behind Samantha because I guess the, she's showing that she's been partly exposed. Um, so they keep her behind with one of the, the female scientists who, Tells her that she's got an injection for her that should clear that right up. But it's supposed to kill her. And uh, she goes to sleep. And we're presuming that she's dead. Uh, at this point, Hector shows back up at the radio station. And he sees Samantha uh, you, unconscious. You and you, lo- you left out the most important part. Go ahead. Dressed as Santa Claus. Dressed as Santa Claus. Yep. Because it's Santa That was
1: a weird part. I didn't understand yep. that part. They really didn't lean into the Christmas aspect of this. Right. And then there's definitely Christmas aspects. So it's like they wanted to sprinkle it in. Right. But they just didn't go full Christmas. They didn't go they didn't go full diehard. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. This is like lethal weapon.
1: Right. Yeah, there's just sprinkles of Christmas cheer in there, you know, a song right. here, some tinsel there. Yeah. A guy dressed as Santa.
0: Not, not the plot Batman has forever, nothing. To do. The but...
2: plot has nothing to do with Christmas.
1: No, yeah, it doesn't revolve around Christmas. It, right, it's just Christmas time.
2: Yep. Um. So he shows up, and the uh female scientist is there, and she's kind of she injects herself with something, the same thing that she gave to Samantha. She kind of has like a little death monologue right before she passes out. Um. Kind of and... just saying that. Go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, and just like the uh, guy in Reanimator, she left behind her research and notes.
1: My thing. notes.
2: Uh, uh, so uh,
1: I am just looking up th- through the
2: plot synopsis.
1: The I plot. just a little bit. Well, I, I uh, think I think at this point, uh, one of the doctors is uh, interviewing uh, Regina, right, just to like see if she had yes. any history of um, like sickness or anything like that. Yeah, so he specifically yeah. starts asking her things about like hepatitis.
2: Yeah. Um, Any he, uh, what I it don't goes remember on it for
1: things, far too is long. She,
2: is she pregnant? Oh, she's pregnant. Yeah. Um. So basically, he's asking her about uh, things specific to the bl- to blood. Blood. As, yeah. As we learn, um. He. So he gets annoyed that she's kind of like not taking it seriously. So he gets up and leaves, and she's like, "Well, well I want to see my sister," and
1: he's like, "She's dead." Uh, yeah. <laughs> first for and, a bunch of scientists these people are dumb yeah they make uh, a lot of questionable decisions
0: yeah i think they try to explain that away by saying that overcoming with the sickness is sort of making them forget things so i think that was their way of explaining it i they think during even... the death monologue i think that's oh, what the one okay. scientist said
1: and it just affects your brain
0: yeah that's why she wrote everything down for hector gotcha
1: yeah. So they, oh, that's right because they were exposed, right? Someone left the air ducts open. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, right. So yeah, I guess their plot is um, the they're harvest they're basically harvesting survivors that haven't been uncontaminated for their blood. But they, in order to extract more blood from them, they are just they're making them brain dead rather than killing them because that way they'll continue, continue to produce more blood. Right. Um genius plan if
1: you think about it.
2: It's not a bad plan, to be right. honest. If you're a mad scientist and you're faced with possible death because you're contaminated, you could do a lot worse than this one. Right. The math
1: yeah. checks out.
0: Yep, and yeah. Blade Three basically stole the bot.
2: There you go. This movie. this movie is because of Blade this is this movie made Blade Three, which I guess <laughs> is terrible. Which makes me yes. not like it even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so they uh, they're planning to uh, they're planning to basically uh, use these kids as blood farms Um, and the and regina starts to uh, go she i guess hector arrives and he plans to rescue her yeah Yeah. using using a texas accent he pretending he's pretending he's an american i guess (laughs) i think he is american isn't he yeah, well, she has this really one-choice line at the beginning about how his gun might work for, what is it, might work for a barrio first date or That's something right. like that? In oh, El oof. Barrio, yeah. Yeah, in and, the barrio, but and then, here, we're going to need something
1: a little bit bigger. And Samantha says he might be a uh, homosexual, but be very... <laughs> Like the the not nice way of saying that. Yeah, she casually oh, yeah. just drops that. She yeah.
2: drops the F word yes. with the
1: hard R. Yeah. What if uh, what if so? I think the the line is something like the one of the only men left alive. He's either a gentleman or a gay yeah. guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again,
1: the 80s. <laughs> that that I will chalk up to the 80s because yes. I think people were definitely a little bit more free with their uh, uh, slander. I yeah, guess beginning, so, uh, beginning
0: of the AIDS scare.
1: It's very true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. yeah. Um, it turns out that Samantha is fine. Audrey only gave her a sedative. I don't know why. I guess she that, I guess that was that was no that was one of the 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 points between the scientists, I guess was that um she wasn't down with killing them. Okay, yeah, that's
1: right. So she just made them look like she had killed to. her right.
2: Yeah. So she had just given her a set it up, so she fell asleep, and then that and then Audrey, who is the female scientist, killed the other guy after um she said that she had killed yeah, Audrey. They,
0: they should have just dubbed over Hector's voice in this whole scene with the guy from Star Crash <laughs>
2: seat, oh because he show, he shows up at the at this the bunker, yeah with a very thick the southern thick, accent, yeah, Texas probably, yeah, L. L's problem. My seatbelt stuck. Have you been to L.A.
1: recently? Oh, it's it's a goner. Traffic makes me nervous. <laughs> it's very strange. It really it doesn't add anything. He could have just talked like himself. He really could have. Right, because right, nothing's gonna change. Right. Yeah. They,
2: the only thing the only thing that was slightly different was that he was very friendly. But right. he could have just, just just as friendly with his own accent
1: right the he'd never seen the uh the the security guard there right yeah so i don't I don't I don't know why I don't know why,
2: yeah,
1: maybe he was just like workshopping it, you know like, yeah, right. I know when we, in this new life, I'm gonna try to do a southern accent yeah. be like completely different deal. me someone's gonna need to voice over cartoons in this new world, <laughs> <laughs> right. I better get a cracking on it,
2: why not me?
1: Um, <laughs> so I think that's the best case scenario really
2: yeah so they uh, attempt an escape samantha and hector uh, break out regina and regina you know doesn't want to leave those kids behind those kids that are expecting to go see santa claus because that's what the scientists told them
1: well the one that... kid doesn't believe in santa yeah and then the, like the one scientist gets like really upset by that
2: <laughs> don't believe in santa how fucking
1: them. dare you, you piece <laughs> of shit. Where's the imagination in this child? And the problem like he's a scientist, he probably should have been all about it. Like, yeah, you know, he's right. There's there's no Santa. You're a very smart reason kid. and
2: logic is the only thing that I believe in.
1: Right. <laughs> right. That's the only that, that's the gift that really keeps on giving all year <laughs> round. Reason and logic, kids. Reason and logic.
2: Put, Don't let your parents fool you. That'll put gifts under your tree every year.
1: That's very, very true.
2: So they break out um, with the kids and they drive off. I think the the uh, scientists blow up in their truck because Hector sabotages their their uh, their car. So Hector is a murderer.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, they were also it was self defense.
2: They started turning That's, into zombies too. Sab- Sabotage. Sabotaging a car to blow up doesn't sound like self-defense to me. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs>
1: well, I guess I take it as—I mean, they were going to kill kids and Regina. Sure. Right. I so mean, it's—it's it's, it's a new—it's a whole new world. Rules have changed, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Right. There's no law. Yeah. Um, and then they get—they head back to L.A. It starts to rain, and the rain washes away all the dust. And they become sort of like a, a family, a ragtag family. And Regina starts dressing like a nineteen, an eighteen hundreds uh, uh, socialite with like uh, necks all the way up to her chin. And uh, and then uh, Samantha goes the other way, starts dressing like an eighties uh, mall girl. Um, and then we get a scene where she run comes across another dude. Yeah the end with a mercedes-benz almost hits her while she's crossing the street uh, that would have been a good ending
1: yeah right all of a sudden just gets plowed right into it like oh we're a family now hong kong boom yeah. oh god it becomes no. final destination all of a sudden
2: right. um, the guy's name is danny mason keener which he and in his short time he has one of my favorite lines in this movie she says nice car you got there and he's like thanks i got 19 of them a little
1: humble brag
2: there (laughs)
1: Uh, and then he invites
2: her for a ride and she drives off with the guy she doesn't even know but he he was moderately handsome so it's fine better looking than Hector yeah she got she she definitely was like she played the waiting game so it's all good yeah she won she won that battle and she's still only 16 come on Hector Hector don't Hector don't do that Hector's like 30 years old
1: Regina settled. Yeah. <laughs> Regina's eighteen,
2: so she's just legal.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. 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 But again, no law, right?
2: There are, a whole new world. Samantha
1: even says the legal drinking age is now lowered to ten years old. So That's true. So I can only imagine what that means for everything else. We don't need to get into the we don't need to get into that stuff. Nope. We no, we, and, we, nope. and we won't.
2: We will just assume that it's the legal the, that age is still eighteen.
1: And everyone is a gentleman. Yep. And everyone will adhere to that. Yes. Uh, this movie really bored me. There's not a lot in it. I am I'm disappointed because you were excited to watch this movie. I was. Uh, again, just a, maybe just a weird day for me. I don't know what it was, but I, I watched it and I just it didn't click for me today. I wanted it to. It's disappointing. Yeah. Listen, I'm. They're not all going to be winners, man. <laughs> that is true. What
2: Would you do anything to make this movie better in your eyes?
1: Make it make it scarier. I'd probably have more zombies in it. Um, yeah. They're never really in any danger outside of the stock boys. Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it
2: is kind of... There are very low stakes in this movie, I will say.
1: Right. And I, I think they were kind of going for more of a... Maybe more comedy feel a scary feel for it and that's fine it, it's one of those movies and they were plentiful in the 80s uh but yeah I just yeah i never really i never felt like there was in any danger and the characters aren't all that great uh like, like hector is kind of boring samantha and regina have their moments but again it's just kind of like uh it's girls just want to have fun the cindy Lauper song right that's what yeah. I kind of took from this, and that's fine. I don't. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have fun. Ladies, feel free <laughs> to have as much fun as you want. You don't need, need my permission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, just in terms of the movie, I, I wasn't really. I, I wasn't invested. I'll say.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my only improvements, really, and I haven't really thought deep enough to know exactly what I would do, but I, everything comes back to I would have done something different about the you know, the scientist subplot sort of side, you know, second half of the movie. Um, maybe either flesh that out a little bit more or have it be introduced from the beginning of the movie instead of just coming in in the middle. Um, you know, just, just something that if you want to keep it, try to integrate it more early. Um, but if not, maybe find a different, um, you know, subplot, maybe make it a a more ghost town like feel um, than like a uh, even a zombie land did, you yeah. know. Sort I of you could have went with that and made it more ghost town feeling though, and had more. Well, obviously on the budget they couldn't do this, but you know more cars on the street, you know maybe more signs of life being there at some point. Um, things would have been nice, but yeah, I yeah. think if we're just taking structurally how this movie was produced, I would have. I would have found a way to integrate the, the the scientist research center part into it more, like like I was semi thinking that Hector was going to be a double agent at the end when he stopped the car and turned around. Sure. You know.
2: Yeah, I I feel like there's no real arcs to anybody's storyline. No. um, story um I don't And even they think probably they that's probably to do that. Probably not, and that's probably what I would do. I, uh, to to Mark's point, I think the scientist could probably have been a, more of an antagonist. Um, throughout, um, as because as Dan said, there's really there's very low stakes in this movie. There's hardly any kind of back and forth except for the the couple of zombies we see and then the stock boys um, play another role of that. So yeah, it, it is lacking in that. But I ultimately I have fun with this movie um, for whatever reason. As Dan said, he can't put pinpoint really why he didn't like it this movie this go around,
1: and I can't really pinpoint why I like it so much. Um, it's it's one of those one of those movies it's like an outlier you know yeah. you you don't know what it is about it you either like it or you hate it yeah, um, yeah. but I yeah. enjoy this one
0: just like rats
2: rats I'm telling you. we'll do we'll do an episode on rats whenever there's another That's movie fine. that comes whenever there's a movie that comes out that has something to do with girls turning rats into hunky boys to take to, to dan- a school dance we will do the original version of that movie which is called Rats from 2000 Okay
0: i'm gonna write that movie i'm and all get for it made it. just for the sure fact of doing that podcast
2: yeah so What's tom it? everhart you you've got another one under your belt coming soon
1: <laughs> dust off that old script yeah. let's do this <laughs>
2: uh i i think that's gonna take us to the end of this podcast i don't yeah. have anything uh i don't have anything for us in terms of trivia or anything like that
1: no, so, no that's fine do you guys have any pluggables Sure, you know the uh, the usual shtick. My Twitter is at daquino122. Uh, follow me there. I usually just retweet things about uh, the main dami, so nothing great. And I'm a bitter Yankee fan, so you'll see a lot of uh, bitter Yankee posts about the World Series. But uh, also follow our real play Dungeons and Dragons Twitter at Stranger Damies, which I help run. And uh, that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then Stranger Damies, um, uh, we're going to probably air on um, Thursday this week. Just uh, trying to make it. um, I didn't realize how close we were to Halloween. And I'm trying to get the one shot to be this week and next week. Um, So we're in the process of getting it uploaded for me to be able to edit. So that'll probably come out on Thursday instead of normal Wednesday. Um, But that'll line it up to be a perfect back to back next week with the second half of that one shot. Um, coming up on Wednesday, and then our special Halloween episode of this podcast um, will air the next day. Uh, so yeah, just just be on the lookout. Yeah, they did the Halloween one; shot was real good. Um, I, I I do enjoy being on the other side of the the table um, and being able to show off some of that um, you know chemistry and improv moments that you know me and Dan can have um, out there. Even though my bits sometimes get lost. Uh, so um yeah yeah the uh, uh that's about it um do you have anything else mm,
2: I guess that's that's it uh we are they call this a movie we are at they called this movie.podbean.com we're also available at all podcast streaming apps and just search they call this movie we should pop right up we are the and you can find us at the or on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at the Um, We are also part of uh, Geek Vibes Nation, who is a great partner in this, uh, and they have some great shows uh, besides this one, uh, where you can find at gvnation.com or Geek Vibes Nation on all social media platforms and podcast streaming apps. Just look for Geek Vibes Nation. Um, they got just about a podcast for any kind of uh, geek uh, thing you're into. So check those guys out. Give them a follow. We'll pop up on there. Uh, Mark's The Game Vault pod uh, shows up on that one as well. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Oh, and-, and almost forgot. Extra Life will be coming up. Um, yeah, we do our 24-hour gaming marathon. That'll be November, 20, uh, 20, Jesus. November 16th at 9 a.m. Um, we'll start off with a live edition of Stranger Damies with that. Um, and just quickly, you can donate um, at tinyurl.com slash, uh, extra life four. Um, that's the number four. Um, you can donate there. We're trying to get to our goal of $500 to benefit the, uh, children's hospital of Philadelphia. Uh, so we look forward to, it. you can donate anytime between now and the end of the year. Um, or you can wait until we're live on the air and, you know, um, reward us for, um, you know, uh, hanging in there for 24 hours. You know, it's always for the kids doing that.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, if you have any questions or comments for anything, anything you want, uh, the main name at gmail.com. Give us some suggestions of uh, movies to watch. Uh, tell us how much you love the movie Rats with a Z. Uh, Jesus. Tell us where, where to find it in case we want to watch it. Um, and uh, yeah, that that our our Gmail our box
1: is open. So feel free to email us anything stupid. That's uh, 100% going to happen now it's the only time that it's ever going to happen i i know it i feel it
2: <laughs> so if you love the movie rats please <laughs> drop us a line at the at gmail.com. <laughs> please
1: don't please don't i would i would lose all faith in humanity <laughs> all right uh, we are
2: going out of here i'm at Del, ant delvec on twitter you can follow me there um, and that's going to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, that's uh, our episode on Night of the Comet. Um, next week, we are doing our very special Halloween episode. We have a, pod, a poll currently up on our Twitter that is going to decide uh, which movie we we are going to cover. Right now, the the movie in the lead is Friday the 13th. We'll see if nice. that uh, holds true. Um, would be a pretty, pretty nice movie to end on uh, this year. Very sure. cla- uh, an obvious classic um, that uh, I've only seen a couple of times. Um, so it will be fun to re- revisit um, and uh, hope, hope something good's going to come out of next week as well as this week. Although Dan was, was a little off his game this week, but he got it, got I it back. I the, came back got yeah. it back in the fourth quarter. Yeah.
1: I came back. I, <laughs> I finished strong. Yeah.
2: They had us in the fir- first half. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> And that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, so uh, the director of *Night of the Comet* is Tom Eberhart. So for *Dana Quinlan* or *Mark Myers*, this is Anthony DelVecchio saying, "Tom Eberhart, please go fuck yourself."